Hi everybody, Amanda here. I just wanted to say sorry about some of the kind of audio that wasn't working well and it just was kind of clicking out or making weird noises. I actually didn't even know that. I've been just recording these on my laptop and then I just send them. I get really weirded out and hypercritical of myself if I listen to anything back. So I just go with it and hope for the best. Um, so just appreciate that I didn't know that, but I will be mindful of that moving forward. I have ordered a microphone. So I'm upping my podcast game. I'm just waiting on it to be delivered from Amazon because as we all know with the pandemic we're dealing with, all of our packages are delayed. So it will be better next week. I also want to just say shout out all the other countries listening. I'm assuming internally some of the started getting shared from some of the other business leaders, but I have listeners now in New Zealand, Australia, the UK, Canada, and even India. So I have no idea how that's happened in a week, but I can't even really believe that that many people are interested in what I'm talking about, but I think it's pretty dope and it's given me a lot of joy and fun in a hard time. So thank you guys for giving me some light in the darkness and I appreciate it. But anyway, I thought that was really, really surprising and cool. As far as what I'm talking about today, it's really going to be a lot about emotional intelligence in your sale and being genuine and authentic and how I think that you can do that, whether it's over Zoom, whether it's with a customer you talk to all the time, whether it's with a prospective customer, but it's something that's really, really important. So let's back up for a second. We all know that people buy from people they like and trust, right? Everybody knows that. So how do you establish trust and thinking about selling virtually and forming trustworthy relationships when we're used to being in a face-to-face -face environment that adds an additional layer of, of difficulty. So I was trying to break this down for myself and how do you do that? I was also thinking about an article I read once about emotional intelligence and just EQ versus IQ. And it was really fascinating because it was talking about how people with high EQ actually well out earn most people with high a high IQ because of the way that they're able to streamline conversations and penetrate into their uh, people and prospective minds and also are much better managers because they have the ability to be authentic and sincere. And we know that people only follow leaders that are authentic. So I was thinking about, wow, you know, it's really, really interesting that only so many people with high IQ can resonate to the biggest positions, but people with really high EQ are able to do that even if perhaps they don't have the entire knowledge base of the people within their organization. So I find that to be really interesting. And then of course, the people who have both are very fortunate and are, are the ones who can certainly have um, huge growth in their careers and in, in their perspective, um, growth within their sales and, and, and everything else really. So I was thinking about this and just how I would mentally break it down. So authenticity, I believe, comes in three places. So it comes from being vulnerable, it comes from being transparent, and it comes from integrity. And I wanted to relate this to how we approach our prospective customers and our existing customers and in what we can do and what we can control to be able to give them each facet of authenticity so that they will trust us, so that they will buy from us, okay? So in the first one, authenticity, if it comes from vulnerability, um, this is a hard one because some of us are just comfortable being vulnerable and others aren't. You know, I'm a, a confident person, obviously, right? I don't think that that is a shocker to say given these 
podcast you've been listening to. But even the story I did the other day about everyone's problem is their biggest problem was so vulnerable for me that I like walked away feeling all sorts of stressed out and kind of just like naked after that one. It's not easy to be vulnerable, especially in a sales pitch, and it's only appropriate to be vulnerable to some degree. So I would relate this back to storytelling is your takeaway. And that if you can become a really good storyteller, that that is how you can show vulnerability. I will always say people remember stories, not statistics. So keep that front of mind and think about how you can become a storyteller in every meeting and use that to make yourself more vulnerable and then therefore more authentic. So if you're talking about how you're going to save money, don't just give a statistic on a board. Make sure you think about your prospective customer, how they actually travel where they're going what their routes would be and give them an exact story about how you saved money for a other client and and tell them that or if you're talking about after hours give them the story about what we were able to do in saving someone to come home um recently you guys would have heard just heard my podcast about you save lives that client testimonial of us being able to step in and save his people while they're dealing with anti foreigner sentiment while they're in Kenya in the Sudan and being able to bring them home immediately so he could breathe easier is such a powerful story. So if you, I was talking to another nonprofit organization going to those regions, I would surely want to reference that just as opposed to saying we answer in 20 seconds. So really up your storytelling game, work with your respective consultants, your CRMs, uh, those around you to make sure that you can have a story in any part of a presentation that would be relatable to your prospective customer. And it would be either finance related, it would be after hours related, service related, just really up your storytelling game. Take that one step further. How do you relate to the people in the room? Something I found uh, really interesting recently in a meeting was one of our people has come from being an executive assistant to a celebrity. And we were meeting with a celebrity client's executive assistant who is also uh, responsible for a huge global fashion house. And being able to level set with one another and tell stories about what it's like being in those moments and being on these tours and being on these road shows together with that A-list talent and their perspective way that they see the world and, and how that works. Level set and brought so much tonality to the meeting that it was an obvious instant win because it was authentic and it was real and it was relatable and it was trustworthy and they could see how they could buy from us. So I just want you to think about that. Who are you meeting with and how do you relate to them? If you're meeting with the CFO and you spent four years in finance, use that. Um, are you a parent who's also balancing your load the same way that they are? Had you worked in their industry before? Has a family member? I know the EA one just resonates with me a lot because my sister is an EA too, um, a high-end business person, uh, multiple people actually managing it all in the healthcare sector. So I think about my conversations with her and how they relate to my prospective clients. So just really, really think about that and how you approach your conversations with your prospective customers and your customers in general. The other one that I would go to next is transparency. So I would relate this to people want to buy from people that they believe are honest and that they are feeling like they can trust that they're going to deliver what was sold to them. So I would relate that into really why you want their business and why they you want their business isn't just because you're going to make money off of it as a salesperson, but you really believe that there's a partnership opportunity here. So relate it to their mission. People work for companies because they are proud of what they do in almost every scenario. 
So I know I gave a pharmaceutical one as an example, uh, kind of in another one of these podcasts. So I'm going to do a different one. Say I was meeting with a nonprofit organization that provides microloans to people in third world countries. So essentially, they could be doing everything from like creating mandolins to uh, basket weaving to creating pottery, right? And I've done my discovery and my pre-work and I know that about them. I would want that conversation to really go into the point of the reason why I would want your business is because we would be absolutely humbled of playing the role of getting your people from A to B. The work that you do is changing the world. You're giving different economies globally an opportunity to succeed as well as for families, changing their lives and giving them careers with the microloans that you extend and are making such an impact. We would be humbled and honored to walk into this partnership together. We know the work that you do is extremely important. And if we are awarded your business today, it would be with very much pride and excitement for our future together. So thinking about building trust and transparency by making it about them and really resonating it to their mission. And then last but not least is integrity. So integrity is something that for me really comes from respect and being respectful of who you're meeting with time. Sometimes we are put in positions where we end up meeting with C-levels of multi-billion dollar companies. Uh, Sometimes for like, especially in stage, we end up talking to people that are pretty high up the food chain or even potentially booking A-list celebrities, et cetera, et cetera. Or we end up talking to a politician in, in, in some of our brands and it's kind of almost like intimidating at times. But when you think about the fact that if you treat everything you do with so much respect to think about how not only is this moment impacting them, but you think about it in terms of going into what you're selling with respect. So if you're selling technology, you should become an expert in that technology. And if you're talking about different fares and routes, you should become an expert in how you would book them and how it's impacting them and where we can provide savings. If you're talking about coming out the other side of this pandemic and the routes that would be specific to them, go and research and learn when those airlines are looking of putting more lift in. Think about the hotels that they stay at. Think about how they source revenue and what their lead gen effort is. If it's always been conferences and now they're doing demos virtually, how is that impacting them? Treat it with respect and become an absolute expert. Treat every single day like you're going to learn more and more and more and more and more about your industry and your craft so that you are able to answer those questions for them. Now is a time where we're probably going to have to work harder than ever to solidify our growth trajectory and our scale. So you'd be remiss to not take this time to really hone your craft and become an expert in the industry that you sell. So for us, it's travel. And for who may be listening that isn't travel, whatever that is, because your expertise will separate you and it shows that you have integrity and it shows that you have respect for your prospective client's time. So that is it for me. Those are some of the ways that I break down authenticity and I break down the barrier of building trust. Thanks for listening. All right.